Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Mondays, we've launched a new platform called Men Focus. That is an open forum that you can call in and give testimony, ask questions, or have a conversation regarding the, uh, the focus and things of this life. The Bible told uh, Peter... And, and John were in, captive, were in jail and the Lord uh, released them and told them to go into the temple and to talk to the people about this life. On this Monday, we'll be talking about the king's men. You know, we'll be dealing with strength and balances. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. The Bible says, and those that believe continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, for your kindness. Lord God, for waking us up this morning, giving us the activity of our lives. Lord God, you kept us through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Lord God, you helped us as we've had 
dealt with situations in our own mind, our own body, our own spirit. Lord God, you have been gracious to us and given us a reasonable portion of help. Lord God, and, and to bless us to have a mind to call upon your name this morning. Lord, we not only pray for ourselves, but we pray for those that are in caught up in uncontrollable situations those that are in the war-stricken areas. Lord God, uh, forces that are beyond their personal means and Lord God, but you know who those and who your people are. You know where they are, Lord God. And so we pray and ask that you would uh, bless them. Lord God, bless the spirit man in this time of trouble. Lord God, ask that you would keep the mind and stir up the hearts of those that know your word, Lord Jesus, and see these things that are occurring, Lord God, that they might call upon you for the saving of their soul. Lord Jesus, we honor you on this day. We bless your name, Savior, for what you have done, Lord God, and what you are going to do in our lives. Father, we pray and ask that you would continue to watch over and keep us. Remember those that uh, would be in service but cannot for, because of work or because of sickness, Lord Jesus, but their hearts are here. I ask that you would bless them. Lord, stir up the backslider, Lord God. Lord Jesus, that they should turn from unrighteousness to righteousness. Lord God, we'll continue to give you praise and to give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. At this time, we'll have an open scripture. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glories above the heaven. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels thou hast crowned him with glory and honor thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands that thou put all things under his feet all sheep and oxen yea and the beasts of the field, the fowls of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of, of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. Amen. Certainly we thank and praise God for, I, I, I'm excited about the Lord now. Now, yesterday was, I had a bad hair day, you know. I think I needed an S-curl or some Vaseline and a straightening comb. I don't know if things were just, <laughs> hair was just not acting right. You know, sometimes you have a day, a bad hair day, and there's nothing wrong with understanding and knowing that, you know, and admitting that. And so, and I, I put that out there for those that, you know, you may have stumped your toe. You know, I'm just using that as a metaphor of whatever you might have been dealing with. But at the end of the day, you didn't you didn't leave the Lord. 
You didn't say, I had enough. You know, you yet depended on the Lord, even in the midst of whatever you were dealing with. And so we just thank God, you know, for, for you that are tuning in. We were, um, we're here at Cornerstone. We are certainly uh, looking at what we can do to uh, to reach out to souls. And, you know, one of the things that, that we're discussing is, is how we can really uh, use more media and go nationwide uh, and to get the gospel out and, and, you know, and to magnify the Lord. And certainly we're looking forward to doing that. And you're welcome to join in and to help in any way that you see fit. You know, most of all, tell somebody. Tell somebody about the, the service. You know, we can be found on iHeartRadio, Amazon. If you just type in uh, SML inside the pages, it will bring up uh, the history of the services and and what the Lord is and how the Lord has blessed. And truly, God is blessing. Uh, souls are being delivered. Souls are being blessed. People's minds are being stirred. They are seeking the Lord. And, you know, and, and that's what it's about. It's about souls. It is about souls. Who can I touch? Who can I have an impact on? You know, whether I'm, I'm at Norm's or I'm at the, the, the grocery store or, you know, I was at the football game yesterday. Uh, uh, LG, uh, that's the youngest grandson, was, was had his last game. And, you know, and this was their first loss of the season. Uh, they, they went... Uh, they had won every game, but they met someone that, that was a little more hungry. Well, maybe not as hungry, but uh, but they had a few more uh, players that was that was uh, that was taking the football. They was catching it like magnets, and they won. They won by a touchdown. But in the course of the game, you know, met a, a brother that was there, someone I'd never met before, and, and we actually uh, watched and talked about the Lord the entire game and how how good God is and what the Lord is doing. You know, as we look around us uh, here in the, um, this continent, the U.S., you know, we've seen some some weather changes that we, that at least I have never ex recalled experiencing and others uh, have noticed it too. Uh, you know, 80, dropping from 80 degrees to 30 degrees and uh, dropping from, from 70 degrees to, to snowing. Uh, you know, certainly um, the heavens declare the glory of God and from it shows his handiwork day unto day utters speech and knowledge about the Lord. And so it's not something that we can ignore as well as what we are seeing occurring and what we're going to continue to see happen uh, in our time, in our time, in our time. And so. With that being said, we're going to go into the word of God, but I want to I want to just a little bit of this song here and certainly always, you know, your voice, your voice is the most important voice that there is uh, in the ears of the Lord. I can say thank you, Jesus, all day long. I could get a, a Hallmark card, you know, and read it to somebody and, you know, and they might appreciate the fact that I bought the card, but it's nothing like hugging your brother, hugging your sister, hugging your mother, father. And, you know, they might be in a little shock because maybe you haven't done that in a while or maybe not. And just saying, I love you. I love you, brother. You know, 
and just, you know, and just being an encouragement and saying those things that maybe have not been said, but, you know, and when it comes to the Lord, it is the same. It's the same. You have to tell the Lord using your voice, not someone else's, your prayers, not someone else's. That might help. They could touch and agree with you. But your prayer is the most important. Your voice, your praise, your worship is the most important that there is. And, and so I just want a little bit. And we're going to go into the word of God. Pray with me as I'm praying for you. I belong 
I belong. See, the Bible tells us that we ought to give our mind, our soul, that we ought to worship Him, we ought to love Him with our whole heart. Everything that's about us, we ought to love Him with all our being, all our person, everything that there is, that I belong to you, God. I belong to you, Lord. You're my Savior. You're my lover. You're the bishop of my soul. My, my heart is panting for you. That there's nothing that I desire more than you. I belong to you. It's you that have made us and not we ourselves. I belong to you, Lord. When I lay down at night, I belong to you. When I rise up in the morning, I belong to you. As I go through my day, I belong to you. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. We give ourselves away unto the Lord. Our life is not our own. We belong to him. Just wanted to, just wanted to touch a little bit of that. That's dear to my heart. And I'm sure that your relationship with the Lord is as dear to him as I feel. You know, there's nothing more important than nurturing this relationship. The Bible said that Enoch, in Genesis, it says Enoch walked with God and he was not because the Lord took him. He walked with the Lord and he was not because the Lord took him. We're, that's our hope. That is our hope, that we walk with the Lord and the day is fastly approaching that the Lord is going to take those. The Bible said, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And so he's going to take them. You want to be one of them. And so do I. The Bible tells us that the whole family in heaven and earth is named after him. And so, you know, he knows. The Lord knows his name just like you know your name. He knows your name, mighty God. You know, just give him a wave off. Just, just bless him, mighty God. Thank you, Lord. Just bless him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Almighty God. Thank you, Jesus. You know and feel the love of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You've accepted his love. You've accepted forgiveness of sin. You know, and I know that we struggle from time to time with forgiving ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yep, man, and me will play tricks and work on your mind that remind you of things that you did 20 years ago. All of a sudden, it'll pop up in your mind. Well, God, is that's not of the Lord. That's not the Lord causing that to happen. But it's the enemy. It's the enemy. We're going to go on into the word of God and, and open your Bibles up or your tablet, your phone, whatever device you're using. We're in Revelation, the 16th chapter, and, um, you know, I want to talk about believing the unbelievable. Mm -hmm. The un uh, That's unbelievable. You know, how many times have you thought of that in your own mind? Maybe you didn't use that word, but, but I, I'll tell you this, that 
sometimes you may have gone and say, I'm going to pray about something. And maybe the thought crossed your mind that, well, you did it for that individual. You know, I often hear people say, uh, well, you know, if so-and-so, if, if Sister Betty pray, you know, God's going to hear her, you know, she's going to get a prayer through as if you, you're not going to get a prayer through. Really? Well, that's saying that you, it's unbelievable that I could even get a prayer through like Sister Betty. But that's not true. Sister Betty don't have, don't have nothing uh, on her that you can't have. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, the, the temple, the veil in the temple was torn so that we can boldly come thrown to the come to the throne of grace and, and receive mercy from God. Well, you know, if, if, if Pastor Carl, if he prayed, uh, well, you know what? The Bible said faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you've heard the word of God, you can apply that. And you have the same results as Pastor Carl, Bishop Tutu, Reverend Ralph, or whoever that comes to your mind. But as long as you say unbelievable, I just can't, I can't phantom that in my mind. You know, and so many, not only if, if, if our, our, our people say that I don't believe, and I just use those for examples, but here we are in the book of Revelation and the things that we've read uh, is, you know, and and, and what we have seen occurring in the heavens and in the earth, uh, you know, it's like a Hollywood movie. It's like something that, that we've seen. And, and, you know, in some instances, Hollywood have grabbed or, you know, uh, the studios have grabbed what and been inspired by the word of God to create such movies. And, and so we're dealing with, you know, John is seeing this. And our responsibility is upon each one of us to believe what appears to be unbelievable. Now, unbelievable, the quality that, that under any other circumstances would provoke disbelief. If it wasn't for the fact that you were telling me what the word of God says, and I believe the word of God, I, I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't believe it. I, I, it would be unthinkable. And, and uh, I wouldn't, I would be incapable of understanding had it not been for the source. The source is reliable. Now, there are some things that uh, I believe Thomas said it like this. Thomas said, except, you know, some refer to him as Doubting Thomas. I'm just going to call him Thomas because the brother was being legitimate in what he said. He wasn't faking. He was just being true. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. He, he said, except I see the nail prints in his hand, except I'm able to do, you know, he had some criteria for his belief. And there was nothing wrong with that. There are some that say, I believe, but deep down inside, they do not believe. So there's nothing wrong with what Thomas did and the Lord honored his request. Mm-hmm. So there are some things that we might say, I don't, I don't, uh, except I see it with my own eyes, I'm not going to believe it. But in this instance, you got to believe what God is saying. You have to, uh, you know, based upon the chain of events of history that has been proven throughout, uh, that lines up with the scripture and, the, and what has occurred, uh, there has been proof. Now, Acts, the first chapter uh, 
Luke, and many like Paul, you know, I, I can't wait. And I, I, I can't wait to meet Paul and talk to Paul about uh, the scriptures and, and everything, you know, and, uh, you know, and then the other people, they look and, and they say, well, I want to talk to Paul, too, because they heard someone else say it. I, I, I like uh, myself. I like Luke. Because Luke was not an apostle. He was just a follower of Jesus Christ that did due diligence to talk to eyewitnesses and to talk to others about what Christ had did. And he wrote a letter to Theophilus and telling him about um, get Luke 1 and begin at the first verse, please. Telling him about the Lord. And then in Luke's second writing to Theophilus, he talks to him about what Christ did after the resurrection, that he spent 40 days proving himself, proving after his, after what he would normally do, you got it? Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Appreciate it. That you might know the certainty. I don't want you to walk around with doubt, but I want there to be certainty about what you're hearing. I need you to, uh, to, you can be able, you can trust the word of God. You cannot trust the politicians. We even read the scripture about the, 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 the corruption of politicians even throughout the scripture and even in our day and time. But you can trust the word of God. The Bible said heaven and earth would pass away, but his word would stand. Uh, in the psalmist, it says that his word is even placed above his name. And we know at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. And so uh, when we talk about believing the unbelievable, we're talking about belief, not disbelief. We're talking about the thinkable, not the unthinkable. We're talking about the capable, not the incapable. We're talking about understanding. We're talking about that, that it has come from the right source. And this is our hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The greatest hope we have is the saving of our soul. Revelation 16, it's beginning at the first verse. It says, and I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, go your ways and pour out the veil of the wrath 
of the of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his veil upon the earth. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshiped his image. And the second angel poured out his veil upon the sea and it became as the blood of a dead man and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his veil upon the rivers and the fountains of the waters and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the I heard the angel of the water say thou art righteous O Lord which art was and shall be because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel, the fourth angel, poured out his veil upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat. Mighty God. And blasphemed the name of God. which have power over the plagues. And they repented not. They didn't give him glory. Bless you, Lord Jesus. And the fifth angel poured out of his veil upon the seat of the beast. Now, the beast, the Antichrist, the vision in which Daniel and other prophets had seen, most of our attention is given to Daniel, and we're in the book of Daniel on Tuesdays, uh, where Daniel has seen the beast, a great beast that was trumping upon others. And so the Bible tells us that John had saw the, the beast, and this beast was, uh, he identified him, Satan. And he given power unto the son of perdition, the Antichrist. And, and so we know this, this particular politician will de be demon possessed with the powers of Lucifer. And not only that, but an image. The Bible speaks about an image being created and, and that image coming to life. Now, we don't know. We see in technology, you know, that there's a lot. Uh, that a lot of things that could be done, but the point is, is that this will be done by the power of Satan. And the Bible says that. It's not symbolic. God said this is how and what's going to happen. And he's going to cause many to worship. Matter of fact, the Bible says he's going to cause everybody. Those that was, whose name is not found in the, in the book of life, those that was left here. If your name is in the book of life, you will not be, you will be caught up at the trump of God. When the dead in Christ shall rise, and then we which are alive shall be caught up, whether we're uh, 
whether we suffered demise at that moment or if we're still alive, we're going to be caught up and everyone that is uh, that is name is in the book of life will be caught up at that time. Those whose name is not in the book of life will be here. And the scripture says that. And they will be made to worship the beast or as they cannot buy, cannot sell. In other words, you can't work and you can't obtain. There's going to be a spirit of oppression that will take over uh, at that time through the hand of Satan, who's given a season. Now, let me let me touch on this. I, I, I mentioned this again, but I, I want to touch this again uh, today. And that is this. The Bible speaks about us overcoming. They that overcome the world right now in the dispensation of grace, we deal with overcoming the world. We deal with overcoming the cares of this life by not allowing the cares of this life to choke the word of God out of us. Oh, man, well, you know what? I, I need I need some money. You know, I got to give me a job, you know, and, and I'm going to church, but I, I don't have I can't find a job. Well, brother, sister, are you um, trying to learn a vocation? Are you doing anything to add to yourself to enhance? Uh, well, I prayed about it, but look. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God and men. There are things, the diligence shall be a rule. There are things that we need to do. And the first thing we need to do is make sure that we walk upright. We practice righteousness so that we don't have something that hinders us or something that will slow us down. Two, they allow the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches, the Bible says, to choke the word out of them. So, uh, and I'm not going to go too far into that. Oh, I need me a honey. I need a boo. And, you know, and because I, I didn't find one, I'm going to go out and get one. And then after a while, you don't see me no more. You know, and I'm doing everything that, that I want to do, you know, with them and they doing it with me. And, and so the word of God gets choked out of us. Our overcoming right now is the cares of this life. Whereas those that are in the tribulation period are dealing with overcoming the beast. The Bible talks about those that overcame the beast. Now you're going to go back and read the 14th, 15th chapter of Revelation. And those that overcome him will not be the Gentiles. It will be the remnant of Israel because God made them a promise because Israel was blinded and that's what ushered us in. That's how we were grafted in to the olive. Mm-hmm. That's how we was grafted into the olive. You have to get into Romans for that. But listen. The fifth angel poured out his veil upon the seat of the beast, upon his, his place. And his kingdom was full of darkness. And they gnawed their tongue for pain. Now this darkness not only is there the pain of the scorching, the pain of the heat, the pain of everything else that has occurred, but there is a pain that is accompanying this darkness. The dark is so gross that people are gnawing, uh, clenching for all that is occurring. And the fear, you ever know when it becomes pitch black, you walk, you know, if you ever been in that pitch blackness, but there's something that lurks in that. And it's going to be fearful. 
it's going to be terrible. But because we believe, believe when I say belief, I'm talking about we take action to adhere to the word of God, then we're reading about this, but we won't experience it. What we're doing is identifying what is going to happen in the future so that others can believe and fear and give God glory and and come into the saving of their soul. And so the Bible says, and, bla and blaspheme the God of heaven. The pain was so great, they blasphemed the God of heaven because of the pain and their sores and repented not of their deeds. So for those that say, I'm going to wait to the last moment there, the odds are against you. The odds are against you. Now, I, I heard, I was speaking with a brother, I was speaking with my son, and, and we were talking about the, the, the Lord, and, and he brought up a scripture from Jeremiah that said, if you cannot run with men, if you're struggling now to run with men, if you fight, if you're getting all tired out right now, you can't handle uh, dealing with this right now, men, how are you going to run with horses? There is going to be a greater moment is going to be intensified. How are you going to hang in a time where the where it's intensified and you haven't and you struggling now? The sixth angel poured out his veil upon the great river Euphrates, and the waters thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Now, you have to pay attention. Never take your eyes off of what's happening in the East because the East is the clock, not the West, not America. America is great. Make America great again. Listen, America is not the clock. The nation of Israel is the clock. The Bible tells us that when you see the fig tree blossom, that's the clock. That's Israel. Not America, not China, not Russia, or any other place. It's Israel that we pay attention to, to what's going on in the east. When Christ comes, he's going to come through the east gate. And you'll find that in Ezekiel. Listen, go on here. The year is about 96 AD. And I can't imagine what John is thinking as he reiterates the message given to him by our Lord and Savior. Did the people of that day think he was crazy? Uh, maybe he, he lost it while he was abandoned on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. How many folks think you're crazy? Well, you talk too much about the Bible. You talk too much about the word of God. You talk too much about this. You know, all spiritual. And, and you know, when you're trying to tell someone to get it together, that's all we're trying to do. I can talk to you about sports. I can talk to you about, about cars and, and other things. And, 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 I, and I enjoy those things. But my, the main comment, and love technology. Love it, love it, love it. Now that, you have to tell me to shut up sometime. But when it comes to the word of God, I'm all in. And I just want you to know how it all ties together. Uh-huh, it ties together. As me and the brother was talking yesterday at the at the football game, I was he saw me um, and we were talking about um, careers and I, I told him what well, you know I love technology. See, told you. 
And I said, you know, Daniel saw men going to and fro and it made him sick, the vision that he saw. And I, I tie that me. I tie that to technology because what Daniel was seeing was exceptional. And so, uh, you know, just like I, I tie, this is me, I, I tie uh, the fact that those that, you know, if you read the scripture, it says men heart will fail them because of fear. Well, that's, that's a job right there. Heart surgeon. That, that's just me. That's the way I saw it. You know, so there are skill sets that uh, there are things that that the Bible points out to us. And, uh, you know, and, and if you if you stay in it, you'll get it. But John, man, you, you must have lost it while you was on that island. It, it, you, you can't what you're telling us cannot be all that. But it is. I'm believing the unbelievable. Whether you believe it or not, I'm believing it. It's not uncommon to call someone crazy. The Apostle Paul was told that, man, you're mad for much learning. Rhoda, who when they were, the saints were in the prayer meeting uh, and John and Peter was in prison and the Lord released him. The angel came and loosed him, loosed his bowels, ushered him out. The gates opened by themselves. He went and he was standing there knocking at the door. Let me in, saints. And Rhoda, young girl, went to the door, saw Peter, and she, she was so excited. She went back and told them Peter's at the door knocking, and, and they didn't believe her. And she said, yes, he's there. And they said, girl, you're crazy. The girl wasn't crazy. And Peter, when they did come and responded, Peter said, had to tell him, be quiet. Be quiet, y'all. Yeah, don't make such a ruckus about me being here. And then he disappeared using common sense. And he got out of Dodge so that he would not be taken custody again. I asked when you, someone asked me, they said, when will you stop believing that outdated book? I was in the hospital with someone um, and they asked me, they said, uh, someone, one of the family members was there and they said, when are you gonna stop believing that? Well, first of all, it's not outdated because it hasn't fulfilled. It's February 27, 2022 AD. The book is not finished. And people think it's still crazy. I think it's crazy too. With all the proof that has been exhibited, it's crazy that one would denounce him. With all the proof that there is, it's crazy that one would say it's not real. With all that God has demonstrated to you personally in dreams and visions and the stirring of your spirit and the moving of his anointing up on you and the saving of your soul, how can you doubt him? The Bible said the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech and night unto night showeth knowledge. You know, there are those that have experienced how I was landing, went to bed last night, I'm landing and I'm thinking about how the people of God deal with certain issues. Uh, you know, they call them, they call certain things night terrors, where people, uh, saved and unsaved, have experienced demonic attack at night. When they later, and all of a sudden, uh, there's a spirit that attacks you, and you're, and, and the only uh, hope that you have is the Lord, that you would even be able to think upon his name. With all the demonic activity that we've seen occurring, how can you not believe the word of God? How can you not believe that spirits are real? 
There's a shooting that occurs in the West and all of a sudden it occurs in the Midwest and all of a sudden it occurs again in the East and in the North. That's a spirit that has traveled. Spirits are real. Now people believe in spirits, but they don't want to believe in the word of God. They believe in the spirit of Hinduism. They believe in the spirit of Feng Shui, Buddhism. They believe in the spirit of of, of the Dalai and all these other things that are philosophies but are has nothing to do with the saving of your soul. If you believe you're going to come back as a cow, a ladybug, whatever you think, whatever someone has told you, that's not the word of God. But yet people walk around believing that. John uh, is faced with this. Some denounce him daily, others denounce him until something devastating happens. And there are those that denounce him until the last moment of their departure, which is inevitable. And then all of a sudden, I'm gonna, I'm gonna confess Christ and I'm gonna be saved. I'm gonna confess him and I'm gonna be all right. Well, let me tell you, you are not that thief on the cross. That was on the other side of the cross. We've stepped over. It's not the same. John, as facing with, uh, with believing the unbelievable to say the least, writes these things which thou hast seen and things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. Daniel describes his experience with these words. And the vision of the evening and the morning which was told is true. Wherefore, shut thou up the vision. The angel Gabriel is speaking to Daniel. For it shall be for many days. It's going to be in the distance, Daniel. Uh, uh, but Daniel said, I fainted. When I was sick certain days, what I saw, it, it wrecked my mind, my thinking, my concept. My, it, it, it messed me up to think about what is going to occur. When you read the word of God, sometime it's going to mess you up. It's going to cause your knees to buckle. It's going to cause you to humble yourself and to seek God and to, to, to pray more earnestly. It's going to cause you to react in a way that is going to save your soul. Daniel said, I was, I fainted. I was sick certain days and after I rose up, and did the king, I went back to work. I did what I needed to do, what was required of me. And I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. What God says in his word doesn't mean that everyone is going to get it. But sometimes you scratch it and say, why is it you didn't get that? Why is it you couldn't see what, what I'm seeing? Is because they could not at that moment. The Bible tells us that in Luke that the Lord was with the disciples and he opened their understanding. It just means your understanding was open and it's for you to ponder those things in your heart. God will deal with the other individuals as he see necessary when that time comes. I'm sure some have thought Daniel to be crazy as well. He said, no, they didn't understand well, the Bible says, and I heard 
a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, go your way and pour out the veils of the wrath of God upon the earth. John said, I, I heard a great voice talking to the seven angels. Uh, you will uh, believe and embrace someone telling you, uh, you know, people will believe uh, that if I buy this rock, if I hang this crystal from my rearview mirror, you know, you, you ever see that? People got the little stones hanging from the but and they believe it. They put in faith and confidence in a, in a rock, a bag of sand. Well, you know, I went to Israel now and I brought back some sand. I scooped some dirt out and I'm bringing back some sand from the Holy Land. That's not the sand that Jesus walked on. A bottle of oil. I'm bringing you a bottle of oil, you know, some water from uh, because you gave a free will offering. Here's some water, you know, some holy water. You sprinkle, sprinkle it, you know, think, listen, that's not it. People are embracing a word. Some uh, think the rock is anointed. They think the sand, the oil, but uh, but it's actually the word of God that's anointed. Daniel. For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and that it break in pieces the iron and the brass, the clay, the silver and the gold, the great God have made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain. That's what I want. The dream is certain. You can believe it. You can bank on this. And the interpreta interpretation thereof is true. You can you better know this for yourself. This is true. This is real. And the king believeth the prophets and, and replied with these words of a truth. It is that God is a God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets. Seeing that thou couldest reveal this secret. Daniel, I hear what you're saying and I'm believing it. I believe what you're saying. I believe the word of God. I didn't get it at first, but I hear what you're saying and I believe it. I know that he's God and I know that his kingdom is going to reign. I know that he's going to he's going to overcome everything and every God is. Psalms 25 and 14, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. So when God tells you a secret, when God reveals something to you, you're to believe it. You're to embrace it. Everyone, if they didn't get it, don't expect it. But you believe it. You embrace it. And he showed them his covenant, those that feared him. Genesis 18 and 7, and the Lord said, shall I hide this from Abram, Abraham, that thing which I do? Secrets is defined as something not known. It is meant to be known or seen by others, whomever God is going to reveal it to. John 13 and 23, and, and it says, uh, it identifies the messenger who, as one who had a good relationship with God, whom the Lord loved, talking about John, whom the Lord loved. John also speaks of the nurturing relationship that he had with God. And of every man have, he said that have this hope purifies himself. Well, if you believe the word of God and you have this hope, then you're going to walk upright. You're going to be holy even as the Lord is holy. You're going to purify yourselves according to the word of God. 
The Bible said he that committed sin is of the devil. I didn't write that. The word of God says it. So when you commit sin, you know who's influencing you. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. And the first went out and the noisome and grievous sore upon man fell. The second, the sea became blood as dead men and every living soul. There's people that's going to be in the sea trying to live there, trying to escape what's happening on the land. It's not going to work. The rivers, the third, the rivers and the fountains of water becomes blood. Mighty God. The fourth, the sun, the power that was given is now is scorching men. It's going to be worse than being in, in whatever desert land that you can think of because it's going to cause a scorching, an intensified heat, a great heat. And because of it, men will blaspheme the name of God and they will not repent. The fifth angel, the seat of the beast and his kingdom was full of darkness and they nod their tongue for pain. They're going to blaspheme continuously and not repent of their sins. Then the river Euphrates, the sixth, the water will dry up. For what reason the water dries up, how it dries up, God knows, but it's going to dry up. And it's going to be a gateway, a way of the kings of the east might be prepared. The kings of the east, the battle of Armageddon that you've heard of. Uh, often will occur in the east and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beef and out of the mouth of the false prophet these are demon possessed individuals but here it is this demon the dragon himself Lucifer a spirit is going to uh, come out of for there are spirits of devils working miracles and the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle. They're going to be fighting against God. Don't you know the, the, the militaries of this world have already prepared to fight against God? Mm -hmm. They know the word of God. I'm not saying that they believe the word of God to live, to live a, a sanctified life, but they believe it enough to prepare for battle. This is a reminder to everyone to get ready and to be ready for the events that will occur. Uh, the church will have been caught up. As the Lord said, behold, I come as a thief because blesses he that watches and keepeth his garment, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. This is not a second catching up. There's only going to be one trump that will sound. The church will be caught up. Now, those that are the remnant of Israel and their salvation is going to occur through a different process. It's not going to be a catch. We'll go into that later as we get there. And he gathered them together in a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his veil upon the air and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven. And from the throne saying, it is done, it's done, it's done. And there were voices, thunder and lightning, and there was a great earthquake, which was not since the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts. 
the city of the nations failed and great Bab and Babylon came to remembrance. This is where I was trying to get to. Babylon will come to remembrance in this time. Now, let me let me go here because I want to close out with this. Babylon is impacted. Why is the question? What is the significance of Babylon to be brought up here in the scripture? You don't read about it no other time. We're reading about now the Lord. Babylon is brought up to remembrance. If you've been following along, Babylon ruled the world. Now, Daniel, Babylon was in rule. Uh, we read about the, the shenanigans of Babylon. I, I refer to a lot of things as shenanigans. Then lost the position, not before becoming a great influence of, an, of idolatry. They left behind, um, and, and those that left behind made a, a choice to invest in the form of idolatry. The beginning was the individual not believing. They felt it was unbelievable, and they followed the crowd. Well, you know, everyone else is not doing it. I'm, I'm not going to follow that. It's lame. But they, they embraced the new norm. People, this is the new norm. No, no, it's not. The word of God is the norm. And yeah, it might, yeah, let's, let's, let's leave it at that. It's the new norm. Okay, we're going to leave it that way. This is the new norm, and so you want to embrace it, okay? You want to embrace the LGBTQ? You want to embrace the little white lie? A little white lie never hurt nobody. You know, that's what they say. You what love the one you would. If you can't love the one you love, love the one you went. That that's not cool. Uh, you know, one hit um can't hurt. You know, I can I can get a little trim over here, a little seduction there. But understand something. You could hit it one time and get sprung. And your family is messed up. Your job is messed up. Your faithfulness is God to God is falling apart. Sanctification has been thrown out the window. Now what you need to overcome only becomes a nightmare because you wouldn't believe the word of God. The Bible says in Hebrews, the third chapter, it says, wherefore, the Holy Ghost said, today, if you hear my voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness when your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works 40 years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their heart. They have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath that they, they should not enter into my rest. Why? Because of unbelief. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief, because that evil heart of unbelief causes departing from the living God. Exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you harden through the deceitfulness of sin. Mighty God, I pray that something has been said that, that stirs your heart that stirs your spirit to seek God and to be faithful unto him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for your grace, your goodness, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity, how you have blessed us, Lord Jesus, to seek you 
and to do your will and to, Lord God, to love you. We thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you will continue to watch over and keep us, each individual that is listening, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we know your work, your word is not in vain. Lord God, and we honor you, Lord Jesus, and just pray, Lord God, as they seek in their respective places, as they're faithful to their church homes, as they're faithful, Lord God, to uh, their work and ministry. Lord Jesus, they're faithful, Lord God, as new believers and Lord Jesus, as babes, Lord God, that they receive the nurturing of the sincere milk of the word. Lord Jesus, and ask that you would bless the pastors, Lord God, that are that those souls rest upon their Lord Jesus, that you would give them, crown their head with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord, not just them, but here locally, Lord God, so that we're able to lead in God, your people, Lord, in the beauty of holiness. Lord Jesus, we'll give your name the glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you don't have a church home, I want to encourage you to find a church of truth or power near you and be faithful. Stay prayerful. The Bible said man should always pray. Listen, pray even if you got tears in your eyes. Pray. Don't ever stop praying. Make that your, your, your regular. Your regular is to walk in communion with God. That's what he's saying. Walk in communion with the Lord. And so I solicit your prayers as well. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for remission of your sin, you want those sins washed away. You wash your clothes, you wash, you clean your shoes. They, they, you know, during the stay at home, they was telling everybody to, uh, what to wash your hands, spend time, wash your hands, make sure you wash your heart, wash it by the word of God. The Bible said, where, how shall a young man cleanse his ways? It says by taking heed to your word. And so with that being said, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Stop by, give us a wave and, and listen if you, Again, we'll be on the air at 5 p.m. Pacific time on Mondays, and it's an open forum. It's an open forum, meaning you can call in, you can participate in that and the discussion that is going on. And, and so um, me and my gospel brothers, the, the G-Boys, we're going to be on there. And, and I shouldn't have said that. We're going to get my gospel brothers. <laughs> we're going to be on the air. And, you know, and we welcome you to join in with us and, um, you know, and participate. Love you. Love somebody. Uh, you know, uh, as again, you know, let's, let's, let, by this, all men will know you're my disciples. And certainly, I'm going to say this uh, again, which I don't think I said enough. I love my sons, my, my daughters, you know, and Lord has truly blessed them and is blessing them. And that is uh, my testimony. God bless you. And see you next time. We'll be back on Tuesday. Well, Monday, Tuesday. I'm really not through, but I'm quitting. I'm quitting. All right. Bless you, Lord.